Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Naples is the longest established, uh, longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more about Johnson's Air Conditioning by visiting the website johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate. We'll visit with Boo Mortensen, find out what's new with Boo. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, will be joining us as well. It is November the 14th, and on this day in 1776, the St. James Chronicle of London carried an item announcing the very identical Dr. Franklin, of course that's Benjamin Franklin, whom Lord Chatham, formerly leader of parliamentarian and uh, colonial supporter of William Pitt, used to say he was proud to call him his friend, is now the head of the rebellion in North America, kind of illustrating how things transitioned over the course of years. Benjamin Franklin, joint postmaster general of the colonies, uh, and his son William traveled to London together in 1757. There, for the next five years, William studied law and Franklin focused on building relationships. They had remarkable success for a candlemaker's son and his illegitimate progeny. By the end of their sojourn, William had become a, an attorney and received an honorary Master of Arts from Oxford University, while his father reveled in the honorary doctorates from Oxford and the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. The elder Franklin's plans for his son's advancement succeeded, and his son won the choicest of appointments, a royal governorship, in 1762. <clears throat> Franklin then accompanied his son from London to Pennsylvania, only to return to London as Pennsylvania's agent in 1764, where he lobbied for placement of the colony under direct royal control. He uh, soon added Georgia, New Jersey, and Massachusetts to the list of colonies for which he served as spokesperson in Parliament. In 1775, Franklin returned to America as an American Revolution approached. He served as delegate to the Continental Congress in 1776, signed the Declaration of Independence. Ironically, his son William came out on the side of the British during the War of Independence and was imprisoned while serving as a loyalist governor of New Jersey. <clears throat> Benjamin Franklin, such an interesting story. If you haven't read the autobiography of ben Benjamin Franklin, it's really interesting. And obviously he wrote it to provide uh, instruction and guidance for young people as they built their lives. Benjamin Franklin. The stocks were a mixed bag yesterday as investors kept their eyes trained on Washington for the latest inflation data, which of course will be coming out this morning, and to see whether lawmakers can hammer out a budget deal to keep the government from shutting down on Friday. House Republicans have announced plans to move a laddered two-part stopgap spending bill with Speaker Johnson making clear that he will block any attempts to pass a holiday omnibus and give his office time to aggressively negotiate conservative priorities in both supplemental appropriations and the 12 standard funding bills early next year. Speaker Johnson came, uh, claims this short-term continuing resolution will enable no, uh, ensure that no holiday omnibus bill is passed into law and that laddered approach will significantly diffuse the ticking time bomb rhetoric that lawmakers and media hype up when they uh, want to use a looming government shutdown to load pork into the omnibus. 
Republicans have to stick to their guns and uh, to, to their commitments on fiscal reform by using the time from this bill to aggressively lobby for their priorities in uh, future legislation, including border security and spending cuts. Speaker Johnson has made clear that he will not support any bloated end-of-the-year spending packages, and this bill will give him the space to ensure that. Americans continue to struggle with inflation, and the House must use the leverage they have to ensure major fiscal reform is the cornerstone of the spending fight that's going to come early next year. And by the way, both Schumer, Chucky Schumer, and Jeffries, Raheem Jeffries, have expressed interest uh, and support of this idea. So um, I like the idea of a laddered approach. I don't know much about it. Look forward to find out about it. I think they're going to take it to the floor uh, this morning where the Heritage Foundation just released their second edition of the Education Freedom Report Card, which ranks each state in terms of education choice, uh, teacher freedom, transparency, and return on investment. For the second year in a row, Florida uh, took first place for overall education freedom. I took second place in education choice. I took first place in transparency second place in teacher freedom, and uh, five, it's number five, fifth place on return on investment. Those are pretty good results for the state of Florida. They certainly, uh, we'll talk to Kathleen Pasadoma about that in just a little while. Well, Donald Trump's sister was found deceased in her Upper East Side apartment on Monday. Marianne Trump Berry lived on Fifth Avenue, was found at 4 a.m. She was 86 years of age. She was a retired judge and been nominated to the federal bench by Ronald Reagan in 1983. She chose to stay primarily out of the public eye. She retired from a position as federal judge in 2019 when she was 90, 82 years old. Uh, of her first, she was, uh, by the way, the oldest sibling of the five Trump brothers and sisters. Of her first position in law, she said, My first job out of law school was one of two women assistant U.S. attorneys in an office of 63 U.S. attorneys and the first woman to do criminal work, appearing only before male judges. And she said, Scared every day of my life. So she was a pioneer. And, of course, the definition of a pioneer is it's uh, somebody with their face in the mud and an ear on their back. <laughs> Old story. Anyhow, <clears throat> Marianne Berry, deceased, and uh, lived, obviously, a very productive and useful life. Donald Trump is turning the Democrats' own game against them ever since he descended the Trump Tower escalator in 2015 to declare he was running for the White House. The 45th president has rarely been on the same side as the establishment media, but when it comes to this upcoming criminal case in Washington, D.C. courtroom, they suddenly have had a common cause— Trump wants to, the travesty of his trial on television, and his legal team is demanding that the judge just go along. Trump's attorneys asked Circuit Judge Tanya Chutkin uh, to agree to a request <clears throat> by news organizations seeking an exception to the ban on cameras in federal courtrooms because every person in America and beyond should have the opportunity to study this firsthand and watch as, as if there's a trial, President Trump exonerates himself on these baseless and politically motivated charges. That's exactly what special counsel Jack Smith does not want to happen. In a motion filed last week, Smith argued that making exception to the ban for Trump case would uh, impede the ability to ensure a fair trial and the fair administration of justice. As usual, when it comes to Democrats in 2023, the truth is exactly the opposite of what they're saying. 
Nothing, nothing in the way of this case has played out so far indicates Smith and his team are remotely interested in a fair trial or fair administration of justice. Uh, what Smith wants is a conviction of Trump that would effectively remove President Joe Biden's most influential political op opposition from the field, the same motivation that's behind the legal warfare waged against Trump in New York, Florida, and Georgia. The language of the motion was extraordinary. Here's uh, some of it. I'm aware that its charges are meritless, the prosecution has sought to proceed in secret, forcing the nation and the world to rely on baseless, biased, secondhand accounts coming from the Biden administration and its media allies, it declares. As a result, the citizens of our great country are unable to review for themselves what the facts are of the case show and how unfairly President Trump is being treated by his political opponents. So we'll see how this turns out. I would imagine she'll have to review. How could she possibly review, uh, rule against, uh, the, uh, against Donald Trump? We'll see. Well, this is disturbing. High-ranking officials in the FBI are targeting agents because they fit the profile of Donald Trump supporters with the intent of forcing them out of the bureau, according to a whistleblower's congressional testimony. <clears throat> the FBI brass profiled MAGA-trending agents, many with military backgrounds, according to disclosures sent to lawmakers on the House Judiciary Committee. The agents were stripped of their security clearances, sidelined, and pushed towards the exits. One agent who testified to the House Judiciary Committee was suspended without pay and ordered not to seek employment or receive donations. FBI Security Division Deputy Assistant Director Jeff Veltri and Assistant Section Chief Dano Perkins specifically targeted agents who served as Marines or in other military branches. The Washington Times, which obtained these copies of these disclosures, reported this on Friday. Speaking at the, uh, to the charge of disloyalty, the whistleblower testimony stated, in these cases, there was no indication that any of the individuals had affiliation to a foreign power or held any beliefs against the United States. The whistleblower said that Perkins and Veltri determined they are not wearing masks, refusing to take COVID shots, and participating in religious activities showed that the FBI employees were right-wing, radical, and disloyal to the United States. Talk about deep state. How can this be happening here in the United States? Talk about politicizing the FBI. It's just atrocious that this could be happening. <clears throat> I wonder if there would be any consequences. I certainly hope so. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court adopted its first ever formal code of ethics for its nine justices yesterday after facing criticism over reports of justices' ethical practices such as undisclosed gifts and trips seen as possible conflicts of interest. The high court was previously the only court in the federal judiciary uh, system without a formal code of conduct. <clears throat> the policy signed by the nine justices generally follows existing rules for lower courts and leaves compliance up to each judge. The code contains rules that limit the kinds of gifts federal judges and their families can accept and formalizes when judges should recuse themselves from a case, among other guidelines. The justices of the high court said they are issuing the code to dispel any misunderstandings, though it is unclear how the rules will be enforced. I think it will all come down to self-enforcement. The development follows a series of reports about justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Sonia Sotomayor, and Neil Gorsuch that were published this year. So uh, they now have a code of contact. I think this will probably be the last we hear about it. Uh, it's such a bogus issue. However, human nature being what it is, <laughs> it's probably good to have something like this in place. 
Well, the National Guard will be assisting local police on Tuesday as tens of thousands of people are expected to attend two large-scale demonstrations in the nation's capital, according to officials. The first rally, the March for Israel, is being organized by the Jewish Federations of North America and will begin shortly before noon. The permit states that it's expected to bring about 60,000 people to Washington to show solidarity and support for Israel and the Israeli people amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war in the wake of Hamas' October 7th terror attack in which the extremists are believed to have taken more than 200 captives. So uh, we'll have a chance to see, be interesting to see if 60,000 people show up. I certainly hope they do and support uh, for Israel uh, and Israelis. <clears throat> Well, uh, Chicago migrants are beginning to move back to Venezuela as the city runs out of resources to house and support illegal immigrants. The Chicago Tribune reported that on account of Michael Castellan, who migrated with his wife and stepdaughter from Venezuela to find a better life. However, after several months, the family suffered from homelessness, homelessness, a lack of job opportunities, and no access to a better education. By early November, they had requested tickets back to their home country. And, of course, as it gets colder in Chicago, that's going to become a, a major issue for these people. Uh, so they're basically saying, there's nothing here for us. We're going to go back to Venezuela. So interesting. I wonder how many people are going to find themselves in that situation. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by... Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senate president. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. 
everyone. Every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CallYourSeniorCenter.org. That's CallYourSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Call Your Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us the president of the Florida State Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning. So I uh, wanted to get your review and thoughts about the uh, special session that was held last week. And did you accomplish everything you wanted? Uh, we did. Um, it was, it was, a, it was a, uh, in my opinion, a seamless session, at least in the Senate. There was a little fireworks in the House uh, when one of the uh, Democrat um, members went you know, off the rail, guardrails on, on the issue and, and uh, actually was shunned by all of her colleagues. So mm. that was interesting. Um, the bills, the uh, uh, Israel bills passed unanimously in the Senate, bipartisan. Um, we also, you know, that, that that's the one where we did a uh, bill expanding the sanctions um, against uh, uh, Iran in a sense of companies doing business Florida companies doing business with the state of uh, the, the Islamic state of Iran, the government, we will not uh, invest in them or any company for that matter. We also did a support of Israel and put in additional dollars for uh, hardening of, of Jewish day schools and, and synagogues. And, and, and actually, uh, at, at, towards the end, the um, Black Caucus asked if we could additionally uh, look at any kind of school or institution that's the subject of hate uh, crimes. So we did that. And then we did a, a robust bill, $400 plus million plus to help the farmers in um, the Big Bend after Adalia. So it was a great session, I, I think. I, I'm, I'm really proud of the work that we did. And I have to be, I, I'm just sitting here listening. I'm saying, you know, it's Florida and the legislature, the governor, everything is on cutting edge and handling issues almost before they arise. So I just really congratulate you and your uh, peers in the Senate, as well as in the House and the governor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I understand the education bill was expanded a little bit in terms of education choice. Well, yeah, we, that was, I'm sorry. Yes, that was also part of the special session. Uh, the uh, the school voucher bill that was the priority of Speaker Renner has been so successful. Um, we ended up having a wait almost a wait list this fall for students with unique abilities, and, mm-hmm. and obviously that's not acceptable. So we uh, opened the enrollment for for those students um, through December for this year, and we're going to take a look at it during regular session to see what more we need to do. So that that was a a very important thing, a measure to take. 
Well, congratulations. I want to point out, as I mentioned to our listeners earlier, that the Heritage Foundation released the second edition of the Education Freedom Report Card and ranks each state in terms of education choice, teacher freedom, transparency, and return on investment. And uh, for the second year in a row, Florida took first place. Uh, just uh, a terrific performance. That's Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, we, we really try hard. One of the things, the bills that I or the concepts that I'm working on. And, and in fact, yesterday we filed in the Senate three bills on um, deregulation of the public schools uh, in a sense, not accountability or safety, but, you, you know, over the last 20 years, uh, every session it seems we've added more and more uh, sometimes ridiculous burdens on the public school system without kind of looking at it in, as a whole. So that, you know, at some point it's so hard for them to actually teach reading, writing, arithmetic when they're busy doing all the other things we require of them. So I task committees to look at uh, the, the book of regulations, which is about four inches thick, believe it or not, for just for public schools. And um, we have three bills that have basically done away with some of the burdensome regulations, red tape type regulations. The kind of things that you always asked us to do. <laughs> well, you know, and, uh, I, and I'm just so proud and, and pleased to hear that uh, cutting back on regulations, I think it'll only improve the uh, the entire performance of the school system. That's right. Uh, well, you might be interested in knowing that uh, Education Choice, uh, Florida ranked second in the nation, Teacher Freedom second, Transparency huh. first, and return on investment number five. So, I mean, I think everybody would agree that we can do better in terms of public schools in Florida, but it's just great to be on top of the heap when it comes to performance in public schools. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we also support and encourage uh, parents to decide where they, want, where they want to send their students. Do they want to send them to a private school? Do they want to send them to a charter school? Do they want to send them to the public school? And, and to really be involved in their students' um, education, yeah. which, you know, as I look back, I know my parents didn't really spend a whole lot of time, and, and I know I spent with all my kids' uh, sporting events, but I think I only went to the school one time for the parent, you know, opening night. Yeah. Uh, but the parents today are so much more engaged. And uh, rightly so. Yes. So, by, by the way, uh, Florida Voice voices uh, uh had a big column about you and you're placing priority on uh public health uh in the next uh legislative session i wonder if you'd make a comment yeah it's um in fact i looked at our draft bill yesterday it's very it's very robust it, you know basically uh, the, the bottom line is more and more people are moving to our free state of florida they're all going to need health care we do not have enough practitioners uh now in the state to handle the the, the, the residents we currently have. Um, and so the bill centers around enhancing um, it, it, the workforce. How do we do that? How do we attract uh, healthcare workers uh, to the state to uh, work here, go to school here, stay here? And it's, I'll talk about it at length over the course of um, the next couple of weeks because it's, it's really massive and there's some really good parts in it. Outstanding. Again, Kathleen Pasadena, our Florida State Senate President. I just genuinely appreciate your time on the show to inform our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to go have a visit with Boo Mortensen, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 
tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. Uh, we help prepare elected officials to win and have winning strategies in the legislature. And I say we because I proudly serve on the board. I hope you'll check out the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning, Bob. It's my pleasure. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I came across a massive, massive megastructure that is being called the line. <clears throat> excuse me. And it's in Saudi Arabia. And it's in a city that Saudi Arabia is creating called Neom, N-E-O-M. Hmm. And it, it is in Saudi Arabia, and it's along the Red and uh, Jordan. Anyway, the line, it's already started being built. It, they unveiled the plans in 2021, and they're still working on uh, the ground right now. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be an entire horizontal city composed of two parallel skyscrapers that will be like on their side. So it will be a horizontal city, not vertical, but horizontal. Mm. It will be 106 miles long. Wow. It will be uh, 1,600 feet high. And it will be like, um, 
the world's largest skyscrapers lying on their side. The line is being described as a one building city outfitted with exterior mirrors. So the exterior will be sheathed in these mirrors. It will be big enough to house nine million people. Wow. You know, I've never heard of this before, Boo. This is extraordinary. And apparently it's been in progress since 2021, did you say? Yes. Wow. So it, and so it will be in, in these two vertical uh, um, cities. And then between one vertical wall and the other one, which will house people, is only 656 feet wide. So it's long and narrow. It will have, um, let's see, it will have a high-speed train that will connect it uh, along the whole 106 miles. It will have everything that you need to support urban life. There will be parks, waterfalls, flying taxis, even an artificial moon, uh, climate control, <coughs> a five-minute walk to all uh, amenities, Huh. And it will be vertically layered homes, offices, public parks, public schools. And it, and then in Neom, on the Red Sea, they are also building the world's largest yacht harbor. This is all expected to be completed in the year 2030. Wow. But where are these 9 million people going to come from? I guess they figure that this will be so fabulous that people are going to flock there. This is a $500 billion project. Wow. Well, it doesn't sound like Section 5 housing or Section 8 housing. It sounds like uh, this oh is going to be... Oh, my God. You, you think Saudi Arabia cares about that? <laughs> no, it's, it sounds like it's going to be pretty upscale. I think it's going to be very upscale. <clears throat> and this whole project in this area called Neom. It's going to be very, very upscale, really for the mega rich. And the, the whole purpose of developing this is to get Saudi Arabia off its dependency on oil. They want to become a tourist destination. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly they have the weather for it. And uh, uh, if they can mend fences with some of their neighbors, uh, and I think th things might be a little strained with Israel right now, but... Uh, it's, you know, who knows if any of us are even going to be here in 2030. Yeah, I know. But it, it sounds like a remarkable project. Now, you said something about these skyscrapers being on their sides. Can you elaborate a little bit? What does that mean? Well, it's, it's as high. It will be as high. It's 106 feet long. It's, as high, it's 1,600 feet high. Uh -huh. So if you look <clears throat> at a skyscraper, they're not even 1,600 feet high. So this is... Very tall and very long, but they will, and then they're mirrored, the exteriors are mirrored, and then in the interior between these two mirrored walls, I guess, uh, it's only 656 feet wide. So it's, it's long, but rather narrow. Yeah. There are photos of this development on YouTube, and you look at it, and it's, it's very densely green. Uh, it'll all be climate controlled, so Saudi Arabia gets hot. This will all maintain uh, a climate controlled climate. Yeah. And um, uh, whoever and, and this, the uh, company, it's an American company that's developing this project. Wow. 
So you have to go online, and then you have to see the world's largest yacht harbor, <clears throat> and then there's going to be another very exclusive resort. I mean, Saudi Arabia is dumping billions into this project. Yeah, it sounds Google like. Neom, N-E-O-M, to look at it. N-E-O-M. It's, I certainly mm-hmm. will, Boo. This is such an interesting discussion. Now, uh, any indications what the price points might be for some of these places to live and, and how large they'll be? Not that I not that I have seen. Uh, I've looked at some of the videos, but they are all external videos of what it's going to look like on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like an individual, are they condos? Are they apartments? I don't know. It'll even have schools. I mean, it's this is 9 million people living there. This is big. Yeah, it is. It's like a New York City kind of. It's a... Yes. But 106 miles long, it's a hard to maintain. I would think it would be hard to maintain identity with something 106 miles long. Yeah, wouldn't you get kind of claustrophobic? Yeah, well... I or, mean, it, it seems... And it's only 654 feet wide. So that seems peculiar to me, but I don't know. It started. They have started all the earth moving already. Yeah. It started all the earth moving in 2021. You look at this and you go, you know what? If you've got unlimited funds and you want to build whatever you can, you can afford to build anything. This is what they're doing. So, is there some sort of thing that is like, if you're interested in one of the properties, that you call this number? Any kind of promotion about living there? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not that I have seen. I mean, I just came across this by accident. Yeah. And um. You know, if you want to build a unit in it, you know, call this number. Uh, no, I haven't seen anything like that. That is so interesting, Boo. Well, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fabulous. And uh, the untold riches of, of these uh, countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar and all these others, I mean, from the oil rev- revenues that they've uh, garnered, it's just amazing. And I guess that well, will help diversify their economy somewhat, but... Uh, I guess that's it, what they're trying. That's what they're hoping. They want to become <clears throat> Saudi Arabia. Now, are we going to talk about human rights in any of this? Are we going to talk about women's rights in any of this? Yeah. The fact that they're still stoning people. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does that factor in? I don't know. So uh, alcoholics need not apply. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, I mean, you know uh, it's never going to be a tourist attraction if you can't have alcohol, yeah. quite frankly. Well, and there are so many different issues, but uh, I don't know. Have you read anything about the uh, Saudis kind of loosening up on their standards, the moral police and all this stuff? Yes, I have. I think that, you know, the the moral police are not as as, uh, diligent as Mm -hmm. they used to be. Uh, I think they're uh, Middle Eastern countries like Iran and Iraq that are far worse. Yeah, that there are no civil rights. Women still can't drive. They still have to wear the robes, the hijab, or whatever. And I think with uh, Muhammad, whatever the guy's name is, the leader of the young guy, the pr- young prince is head of Saudi Arabia. I think he is trying to make Saudi Arabia more palatable and uh, reduce some of these strict restrictions. Look at they've taken over golf. Look what they've done to golf. I know. Well, I mean, they've completely altered the golf landscape. Absolutely. And it's, you pronounce it, or spell it M-O-E-N? Yes. M- I'm going to check it out. Boo, I really, it's such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure. All right. Have- All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting 
with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets to some great performances coming up. Just visit the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley. He is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. I hope everything is going well in Belize, which is, by the way, for our listeners' benefit, is where you're living right now. <laughs> it, the weather's pretty spectacular for the next five or so months. It's really... <laughs> you, you never engage the air conditioner if, if your house is open and screened and... It's spectacular. Yeah, it's really, really nice. You, 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 you know, it, it's a little warm during the summer, but as you know, it's pretty warm in Naples, too. Sure. And the win- the winter is like is like Naples. It's very 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 pretty. That's beautiful. Well, Seton, uh, you wrote a column, uh, the CFPV. That's a, uh, I forgot what the acronym stands for, right? Now. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It's it's DC. It's acronym land. Not your fault. Uh, that's right. So, but you're saying, hey, it's unconstitutional, and the uh, Supreme Court should do something about it. Maybe you can tell us about it. 
Well, here's the thing. The Supreme Court already ruled on unconstitutional once. Right. And then they came up with an unconstitutional remedy to keep it alive. In 2020, they ruled that the entire... In, uh, the, the, for people who don't know, let's, let's get into some nuts and bolts here, some weeds. Civil uh, Financial Protection Bureau is created by the incredibly awful Dodd-Frank law. Right. And it's it's completely unconstitutional. It's, I've written about the independent agency scam before. Uh, the, the, federal, the legislative branch, the Congress, has been outsourcing its constitutional duty to write law to unelected bureaucrats in the executive branch. The executive branch isn't supposed to do anything unless and until Congress writes a law specifically telling them to do it. Well, they, Congress, because they don't want to be held accountable for what they're creating in D.C., has been outsourcing and. There are over 111 independent agencies, which are completely unconstitutional. You can't be independent of the three branches, right? Because now you've created a fourth branch of government, and that's unconstitutional. Um, the this is uh, the CFPB is, in, is independent agencies, uh, unconstitutionality squared. Because one, what they originally challenged on was their board, and their board is unelectable and regulates the finance industry. And, and is unaccountable even to the president right. of the United States. So even in the executive branch, they're unaccountable. And the Constitution, I mean, the Supreme Court ruled that they were unconstitutional on, the, on those grounds and then came up with some ridiculous remedy which didn't remedy anything to keep it alive. This was back in 2020. Well, now they're being challenged by the payday lenders on how they're financed, which is also unconstitutional. As we know, the Congress holds the power of the purse. Well, what, what's happening here, as I said, is unconstitutionality squared. They don't get funded by Congress. They get funded by the Federal Reserve. Huh. So the Federal Reserve is unconstitutional. Yeah. <laughs> and they're funding, they're funding the CFPB, which is unconstitutional times unconstitutional. And that's the case before the Supreme Court right now, is their funding mechanism is unconstitutional. And we'll see how, you know, as I say in the piece, no one in D.C. ever does anything real to anything, anyone else in D.C. And we saw that in the 2020 ruling when they said, yeah, you're unconstitutional, but we'll, fix, we'll, we'll, we'll jerry-rig a way to keep you alive. Well, at my understanding of the law is they I'm actually... I'm afraid that's what's going to happen again. Yeah, my understanding is that uh, even the person who's running the CFPB... Reports to no one. They literally person. Yeah, they can't. You can't. Yeah, you you, you can't. You, the president can't fire him. <clears throat> That's so got to be if, fixed. If he's, you know, so, so again, this is the independent agency scam. Again, this is, you know, there's all kinds of. We talked about the Federal Communications Commission. That's allegedly an independent agency. The Federal Trade Commission allegedly. I mean, well, you can't be independent of the three branches of government. That's unconstitutional. It is. Now, the FPB I don't. I, is. I don't think the uh, Supreme Court right. ha has an appetite for allowing this to continue. What do you think? Well, they did in 2020. Yeah. They just did it. They just did it three years ago. With their, with their initial assessment of the CFPB, they said it's unconstitutional. In, the, in, the, in their uh, write-up, uh, in the opinion, after the ruling, uh, they ruled that it was unconstitutional. Five to four. It was close, but they ruled it was and then their alleged fake pseudo-remedy was voted 7-2 in favor of keeping it alive, even though it's unconstitutional. Look, we saw this with another entity. What was the other entity that they kept it alive, even though? Um, oh, at the, at the Patent and Trademark Office. Yeah. We have the, uh, 
we have the uh, the uh, PTAB, the Patent Trial and Appeal Board, which is the executive branch pretending to be the judicial branch. Right. And the Supreme Court ruled that the PTAB is unconstitutional, but if they report their rulings to the head of the patent office, all of a sudden it's, it's constitutional. I no, it's would. not. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't rectify the unconstitutionality. That adds a layer of unconstitutionality to it. Um, and, and likewise with this, they, they jerry-rigged a, a, a ruling to keep it alive three years ago, and I'm afraid they're going to do it again now, because I'm really optimistic about the future of Washington, D.C. Yeah, but I have the feeling that Roberts is somewhat of an institutionalist, and he wants to support the establishment, even even though he's, he's uh, in a position to rule about the constitutionality of these various issues. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. is he, he He's a D.C. guy, is yeah. my concern. Yeah. Um, I think I've said this on your show before. I don't, you know, I don't think the prominent, preeminent fight right now is between left and right. I think that's part of it, but I don't think that ultimately matters because right now what matters is, is of course, internationally, it's globalist versus nationalist. Yeah. And then in the U.S., it's the U.S. versus D.C. And there's these people who, anytime you hear somebody, anytime I hear somebody talk about protecting the, you know, the, the, the integrity of, I, I want to throw up because what, what in D.C. do you want to continue? What, what is worth? continuing and saving well, well there's nothing go so what you're talking about is a, a heart doctor the patient is dead and he's very proud of the fact that the heart, that the machine is still pinging yeah well the patient's dead dude who cares if the machine still works <laughs> um so so that that's what i hear about these institutionalists and you know getting mad at the crazy eight well the crazy eight are the only ones working to prevent a government shutdown that will never again open up. You know, see, they're the only we, they're uh, the only ones doing anything about that. Right, I agree with that. And quite frankly, I think we'd be better off if we got rid of the Department of Education, we got rid of the Department of Energy. There's so many so much fat that we could carve off, save a lot of money first of all, but also simplify well, again, our lives. Again, they created Jimmy Carter created the Department of Education as a payoff to the teachers unions, right. and it's been in the Republican <laughs> Uh, platform ever since to, to abolish it. Have they ever done anything to do anything besides continue to expand its funding? No, no they've not. Uh, Department of Energy was also pay, uh, created by Jimmy Carter, also unconstitutional. Uh, the Republicans have done nothing. The hell, the Republicans created the Department of Homeland Security, which yeah. is a gigantic monstrosity. And, you know, I, I never liked flying very much because I'm 6'5, but I'm offended every time I go to the. Un the 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 Fourth Amendment eviscerating uh, TSA, you know, do you have a warrant? Why am I getting searched? You don't have a warrant. <laughs> Screw off. Um, it's so, it's so, so yeah, true. It's just it's it's bipartisan, and it's you know every time my uncle, who's very conservative, screams about Biden's ruining ruining the country, I said he, he's in, he's at the end of a long conga line. That's exactly it's not. Being mad at just Biden doesn't make any sense to me. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I hope you'll visit the website, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook as well. Seaton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She's my wife, also very well informed about what's happening here on the Paradise Coast, as well as uh, in the nation and around the world. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We have with us Linda Harden. She's my wife, my loving wife. She also is extremely well-informed about what's happening around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I find that you and I are like ahead of the news. I mean, we, we always look for new news in the morning, but... We already know it. Yeah, that's right. Well, a lot of it stuff is just being regurgitated. By the way, I want to remind our listeners that uh, Lulabee's Diner serves terrific breakfasts and lunches, but also that's in, they're in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Now serving dinner Wednesdays through Saturdays, 4 to 8 p.m. The menu is terrific. Wedge S- salad. Great, great value. And, uh, bacon. Chef, uh, and, and lots of bacon, BLTs, they're just wonderful. Anyhow, they have the lunch menu as well as a special dinner menu as well. So I hope you visit Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center Wednesdays through Saturdays uh, at uh, 4 to 8 p.m. So uh, what's in the news today that's uh, interesting you? Well, there's so much going on, and it's kind of hard to cover it, but uh, Tucker Carlson is in the news more and more each week with his drops on Twitter. And I don't know how to call Twitter anything other than Twitter because you can't call it X. It's just kind of weird. But um, 
He's been very, very busy, and and we've watched some of his. Well, we, we're all caught up. We've in, watched every one of his episodes. I'm, if our listeners benefit, if you're not paying attention to what Tucker Carlson is doing, uh, I just do a search on Twitter for or on X for uh, Tucker Carlson because you'll find some uh, extraordinary information. Well, well, like that that guy who's going to jail for making fun of Hillary Clinton. I mean that that was astonishing. Yeah. The fact that this woman has so much. Power, yeah. To be able to manipulate the Justice Department to do this to this poor guy is crazy. Um, also, that that interview with Glenn Greenwald, which which extraordinary. It, it was just amazing, and and um, I'm waiting for his Tucker's drop on um, Julian Assange because we know he was over in London visiting Julian Assange, and that promises to be a blockbuster. Plus. Guess who he appeared with at that uh, that um, UHC Fight Club this weekend? But Trump. Yeah. He walked in to, to roars of applause from the crowd. For, they were cheering for Trump, but he was with Kid Rock. You couldn't wipe the smile off his face. No, he was <laughs> he was loving it. And so, so he's he's something's up with Tucker. Something's up, and I hope. He's got bodyguards. Well, I do, I do too. I mean, Trump uh, right now, he's playing it very close to the vest. He's being extraordinarily careful with uh, with all of his movements. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, I think he's taking the threat of assassination. Uh, as uh, Tucker said on his show, they've, they've lawfare, they've used everything possible against Trump. The only thing they have left is assassination. Oh, by, oh, by the way, one of their left-wing... Um, I, I can't remember his name, but he appears on MSNBC a lot. He actually voiced the fact that that um, Trump should be shot, and nobody called him out on it. It's it's just very scary what's going on. So anyway, keep an eye on Tucker because uh, again he's he's up to something, and the fact that he's um, very close with with Trump right now. And don't forget, um, oh, he on his loves interview, Trump. With, he actually said he said I really love Trump. I know, but remember <laughs> what he said with Glenn Greenwald. He says if if he's convicted, I'm paying. I'm donating the max. He right. says I've never donated to a political uh, person in my whole life, but I'll do it with Trump. Yeah, I've forgotten about that, but it is so true. So, uh, did you read that uh, QAnon? This guy that's wearing the horns on his head and the paint, body paint, and everything like that went in the Capitol. Did you hear he's running for for Congress? Yes, I was the one who told you that. Oh, oh by the way, okay. Well, I've forgotten that. But the point being is that uh, now he's where is he uh, running? Arizona. Arizona. So uh, do you think he has a chance? Well, Arizona has a corrupt voting system, so if they get that cleaned up. But, um, uh, you know, talking about voting, um, since we last spoke, the the, uh, Republicans lost miserably in the election last Tuesday. And the big controversy now is whether Ronna McDaniel should should boot her, sorry, behind off of the RNC chair post. And and uh, there are so many calls for her to resign, and with good reason, because, oh, by the way, she puts on these huge um, uh, parties and rallies and meetings for the RNC. They're not taking in any money, but she's spending money that she doesn't have. Well, I understand she's a good fundraiser, but the, the issue is No, they don't have any funds. She, has, she gets no results. I mean, her results are so poor. We need to get somebody in there who can uh, do the job, and uh, after the election's over, you can point to positive results. And uh, Ronna McDaniel, since 2018, I guess it is, when she's held the position, she's got no results. 
So she has no results, and she says, well, it's not my fault, which is, you know, the perfect excuse for anybody who's not doing their job, which is not my fault. Blame it on everybody else. Right. So what do you think about the, the shutdown of the government, potential shutdown of the government? Well, I'm uh, supportive of uh, Johnson, I, uh, Speaker Johnson. I, I hope uh, he's uh, planning this continuing resolution, which he calls a laddered approach to uh, uh, two-part spending bill, stopgap spending bill. Uh, I don't know much about it. I think they're going to be voting on it today. I'd like to find out more about it, but uh, Here, nevertheless. Here's, here's warning signals. Schumer and, and uh, Mitch McConnell are for it. Uh, that, right. should, that should raise red flags all over the place. It's true, but nevertheless, I mean, if they're going to, uh, I think if the objective is to give buy time to put, put together these uh, different spending bills, the 12 spending bills that are needed to send on to the Senate, I think it's probably a good idea. After You know, he comes into the job, he's got about a month before the government's going to shut down, he doesn't have the time to get the job done, and there's too much bickering among members of Congress. So uh, I initially... I don't like the idea of a continuing resolution, but I support it just in the hopes that he's going to be a good leader. Let's talk about the word spending for just a second. Yeah. The United States has no money. <clears throat> That's right. We have no money. So what are we spending one farthing on? <clears throat> and, and, and the fact that if they shut the government down, what, what's wrong with that? Hey, here's a good idea. Why don't we just shut down the government except for uh, certain key uh, departments like the Department of Defense, you know, different thing that needs funding, but everything like Department of Education, Energy, all those departments, just leave them unfunded for the next year. You know what Bannon said yesterday, and, and somebody else who was on his show said, said, oh, I know, Andy Biggs from, from Arizona. He said that the, the people in Congress are so horrified that they'll be demonized if the government shuts down, that they'll vote on, they'll shove every, anything through. That speaks volumes for the people that we put on Capitol Hill, that they're so, they're so afraid of getting bad press that they won't do the right thing for this country. Well, and oh, by the way, let's just talk about a Mayorkas that was up for... Uh, how, how can you vote against impeaching Mayorkas? Now, apparently eight Dem uh, Republicans voted against uh, impeach impeaching him. The guy's not just not done. He should be impeached. Daryl Issa from California was one of the ones who voted uh, against impeaching him. And in one of his tweets, he says, "Oh, I can't wait to testify um, to to impeach um, Mayorkas." These people. Remember, I t every time we're I'm on your show, I say somebody else. Um, the onion has been peeled on somebody else in Congress that they're part of the Uniparty. Daryl Issa is one of them. And oh, by the way, I don't know this, but I bet that some of the people who voted against impeaching my Mayorkas got a little phone call from the donors on K Street that says, if you do this... Hmm. Could be. So, so one of them is this little old lady, Virginia Fox, from I don't remember where she is, but she voted against him. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going, what's up with that? She was all for it. Yeah. It's very interesting... Who is bought and paid for in Capitol Hill? Linda, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We didn't us. even talk about the Pope. I know we didn't talk <laughs> about the vote. Thank you, Linda. Well, that's a, a wrap on here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Professor Andrew Joppa. I uh, always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And I do want you to know I so much appreciate your listening to the show. Thanks for your patronage and thanks for your interest. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>